Welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast, a podcast in which we discuss what it means to live a conscious life with love as a central point. I believe that if we all live life consciously, make conscious decisions and take responsibility for our own lives, that the world would be a much better place with love at the forefront. That is why I created this podcast, so we can discover what it means to live that mindful and conscious life together. My name is Megan Josephine, and I'm your host today. Let this epic episode begin. Before we get started with this really, really good episode, I want to talk about my platform called Meditation for Students. Meditation for Students is an online platform on which I've created 39 meditations, especially for students. And these are for students who know this feeling. You never give yourself the permission to take a break. You always feel like you've got something to do and you cannot relax and you have the words stress literally written on your forehead. You are constantly in your own mind worrying about life. Does that sound like you? You are at the right place. The platform Meditation for Students has 39 and counting meditations, four lessons about meditation and mindfulness, 16 affirmations to reduce stress, a bonus meditation, a daily planner, journal prompts, gratitude exercises, 13 tips to stop stressing and access to the exclusive Facebook page which will enable you to follow extra meditations. I will be teaching you what meditation is and what mindfulness is and how to meditate and how to apply mindfulness in your daily life. But this won't take up a lot of time because I've created this for students who I know are busy, who have a social life, who have a job and of course a study to fulfill. Your biggest concern might be I don't have time to do this and I'm here to tell you that I'm not strict with you. If you feel like you don't have any time to meditate, then don't do it. And if you do have time to meditate, then do it. You are already busy and stressed enough. I don't want you to feel like meditation becomes a factor of stress too. So please feel like you can meditate whenever you can meditate and do it in your own time, on your own bed or just in the in the park when you've got time in the park to chill out. If you want a 50% discount for meditation for students, you can use that on my website, www.meganismindful.com and use the promo code podcast and you will get a 50% discount to meditation for students. I hope to see you there. Hey there, it's Megan and welcome to a new episode of the Lovingly Conscious Podcast. Today I am talking with Puffy. Um, Puffy is a gromancer. She is all into personal development and into burnout prevention and basically living a life according to your purpose. And what I absolutely loved about her is that when I talked with her, of course, I can see her on the screen because we talk via Zoom and I like to be able to look at people's faces when we talk. And I could just see like her lighting up about every subject and like you'll hear she she won't have to pause a lot she knows what she's talking about and she's really really into it um she's very much a pitta like via the ayurvedic um principles and um she's just also this slightly cheeky person i can just see that in her smile i mean ross has the same smile so i know what a cheeky smile is and i don't know it just made me love her even more she was just so cute and cheeky and also so powerful and so into what she was talking about so i i'm seriously not gonna let you wait any longer to listen to this episode she is amazing and i think this episode is packed full of so much good stuff 
So go and check out the links in the show notes if you are interested in working with Pavi or just checking out who she is. She is just an amazing person. So this is the episode with Pavi. Enjoy. Pavi, welcome to the Lovingly Conscious podcast. And the first question I have for you is which conscious choice have you made today? Yep. Thank you so much uh, for having me on your show. I'm very excited uh, to be talking about mindfulness and purposeful living today with you. So what conscious choice I made today, so it's actually winter season here in Seattle, and I really had to make this conscious choice to stay healthy and energetic and balanced during the winter season and actually be less complaining uh, because complaining cannot really take us anywhere, you know. So it's more about acceptance and also uh, exercising regularly, starting my mornings with more uh, dance and yoga to have that energy boost and also have more warm and cooked meals to overall stay healthy and balanced in this winter season beautiful yeah I see you talk on Instagram you talk a lot about um, food as a way to heal yourself too but we'll get into that a bit later so tell me about your story um, how did you become a grow man- a growmancer I think that's the great uh, the way to say it and um, a community builder what made you the person that you are today and um, how did you get into this field of work that's like three questions in one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a very interesting question. You know, I love uh, sharing my story and my journey. Um, so yeah, like I am originally from India. I uh, grew grew up in a family of engineers. So naturally, I had this inclination to become an engineer. But when I did become one, I wasn't really fulfilled uh, with the work that I was doing. And then I changed into um, product management, which is also still like in the tech field and you still work with business and the engineering teams. But I thought I was, you know, more of a people oriented person. And I also loved this idea of creating products and, you know, bringing different teams together to solve problems. So I went into product management and uh, was I worked for Amazon and I realized, you know, although I enjoy certain aspects of my job, I really felt out of touch with my creativity mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't fulfilled with the impact that I was creating. So I was seeking, you know, two years back to really discover my soul's purpose, like why am I here and what I want to create in this world. Uh, But I was also working like long hours and uh, eventually hit burnout. And because of that, had some health problems. And I think that was really my wake up call. So I started more so um, on healing my body because I was struggling with weight loss and has few health issues. So I started my journey uh, to become more fit and healthy and heal my body. And over the last uh, one and a half years, I've lost over 50 pounds of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like very soon in that journey, like after a few months, I kind of, uh, you know, shifted my focus to mental health or mindfulness. I learned a lot about ancient yogic practices like meditation, yoga, uh, overall holistic wellness and spirituality and started practicing some of these things that I learned as well in my day-to-day life. So I created uh, my own like toolkits and frameworks and practices that would really help me manage my energy and uh, shift my mindset and overall bring more stability, joy and balance into my life. So when I started my mindfulness journey, I couldn't find 
uh, very simple and actionable tools and concepts that, you know, were easy to understand and implement on a day-to-day basis as if it was coming from a friend. And I noticed that most people working in tech weren't really tapping into this power of mindfulness. And many of them were going through, you know, burnout and uh, weren't living in alignment with their soul's purpose. So I wanted to really, when I transformed myself and worked on myself emotionally, mentally and physically, I really developed this passion to empower other people and welcome them on the same path and, you know, live in alignment. So that's why I started Gromance, uh, which means falling in love with your ever-evolving self or falling in love with your growth with the mission of making mindfulness very simple, actionable, and a lifestyle. And this is, Gromance is really about this journey of, uh, you know, self-discovery and self-growth that will ultimately enable you to live a fulfilling and purposeful life. I love that. I What I love is that you have these tools, okay? And you experience certain things within yourself and that you are, you have the ability, because that's step number two, that's not, you know, not everyone can do this. You have the ability to make actionable steps out of that. That is really, that's really, really cool. And um, because you made a book, right, in how to know what your your sole purpose is, what your purpose is in this life. Um, right. Does that have to do with those actionable steps too? Or was that a step further within your life? So that is actually a journal or a workbook, which has a set of self-discovery questions and prompts and exercises inspired by um, ancient yogic wisdom. And it's also like one of the framework that I created for simplifying this concept of discovering your soul's purpose, you know. So the framework is basically your uh, life's purpose is an intersection of excitement, uh, skills and mission. So excitement is what are you really curious about? What makes you come alive? And skills are, you know, things that you are naturally good at doing. But at the same time, you're also interested to learn more and build that expertise. Mm -hmm. And then the mission is actually the problems that you are drawn towards solving. So not everyone is drawn towards the same problem, but some problems, you know, are close to home for people and, you know, chokes them up when you watch certain movies or read about, uh, you know, certain problems, you really want to make a change. So when you discover these three areas I think like you know your life's purpose is an intersection of that so based on this framework there are a set of you know exercises and prompts for people to really sit down reflect and take that self-discovery journey so it's a guide to uh, of like 12 weeks guide to really go through this process of self-discovery that's beautiful thank you for giving people the option to give themselves that journey if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. thank you for being the felicitor of that so I love that you are your own boss so can you explain something about the work that you do yeah so um this year I launched uh 
a membership program so it's a weekly mindfulness membership mm. so every week i teach mindfulness lessons and lead guided uh, my meditations and then share like journaling prompts and exercises in the class so for for people to really practice and understand themselves and incorporate mindfulness into their life so some of the topics are you know self compassion accept acceptance creativity discovering your soul's purpose uh vision and goal setting rituals and habit building so it's like some things are very actionable and some are you know conceptual as well and going more deeper to understand your triggers and how you can work through them so yeah it's a group of like 15 people we meet every week and uh this is kind of the framework there and the idea behind this is to really make mindfulness actionable and something that people can practice on a consistent basis because a lot of people including me when i was on this journey i lacked that accountability and the consistency uh, factor so that's why i wanted to create something where weekly we come together as a group and really practice mindfulness and in the other thing that i love is you know this creating products and that's what like made me to go and create this workbook because i love thinking in frameworks putting things together and um helping people to really go deeper using certain prompts and exercises that they can do so that is something i love doing and i don't know maybe next year i might launch another journal or a workbook um i haven't thought through it uh deep deeply but i just you know love creating programs and products um that would empower people to live a life of greater purpose and presence that is such a beautiful mission and i can just see your face light up when you talk about this so that just shows the passion that you have about it i love it i love that and um the program or the the community that people can come to is called the gromance community right yeah it's called gromance circles yeah gromance circles oh i just love i'm in love with the name i'm in love with the name it's great um and well in within those gromance circles you also help people prevent burnouts right because um mm-hmm. i guess that's because you went through a burnout yourself um that you really want to help people you know be prevent themselves from having them a, having a burnout mm-hmm. um why is that so important and how can we prevent burnouts right yeah that's a great question um so we actually live in a world where uh, authenticity and uniqueness has uh, you know not been emphasized as much we were uh, at least in my culture where i come from we were taught to really work hard get a good paying tech job or you know uh, become a doctor or a lawyer these were the most common professions that parents you know want you to work mm-hmm. uh, so you know get that good paying job get that home then marry have kids and then finally get the time to travel the world uh, but yeah. i really believe that each one of us you know are born here with a unique purpose to share our gifts with the world and when we use our gifts uh to be of service to others then we feel very fulfilled and joyful and we feel that we are living in alignment with who we are and i think that is really the ultimate goals of all the goals so burnout really happens i feel that you know it could be sometimes because of long commutes long working hours you know the stress that builds up and all of that but ultimately i think from 
working with different people and hearing their burnout journey and also seeing my burnout journey i feel like burnout happens when we are doing too little of what makes us happy and what makes us come alive so when we feel disconnected with ourselves disconnected with the work that we are doing i think that is where you know the stress starts to develop and then it builds up and then eventually you reach the state of burnout where you're completely demotivated with life and you know you're dealing with different kinds of emotions and that leads to stress eating and you know all the other things so when we are constantly hustling and chasing something that is not very meaningful to us um and not very uh much in alignment with ourselves i think you know that's one of the biggest reasons for burnout so how to prevent a burnout i think it's uh, basically doing more things that can bring you joy and lets you be in the present you know we are i think we always think a lot about growth in the future like we do things right now in the present so we can reap the benefits in the future but are but how much of the time are we really spending to be in the present and to feel that joy in the present when we were kids you know we used to do a lot of things that we really love without having any reason we just dance you know sing we paint we do we do it without any reason the only reason being that we love it and we are happy when we do it so when we start doing more of those things that we were doing as a kid whatever that means to us like you know whether it's dancing music art or whatever that is but just taking more time in your day to do more of those things i think is very important and from my experience also practicing meditation and journaling is very very important and these are actually tools for self discovery and tools that will help you reduce your stress and anxiety and calm down your monkey mind so you want to really tap into these tools very early on in your life so you can discover more of who you are and at the same time prevent you know from hitting burnout and always prioritizing your health is very very important um even when you're really young so making sure that you're eating good foods and like you know incorporating movement understanding more of your emotional triggers learning to have an abundance mindset like i think all of these things focusing on physical health and mental health will really help you prevent that burnout Mm. yeah it's all about a holistic lifestyle isn't it it's like everything mm-hmm. together exactly. and i yeah. always feel like something that important that is very often forgotten around burnouts is that for myself i have noticed that i'm good at certain things so i'm for example i'm a good floor manager but it doesn't mm-hmm. light me up it doesn't light me up the same way as it like what how i lighted up by having these conversations because you are mm-hmm. someone who is really changing the world in such a positive and conscious way and that just makes me it makes me so happy and enthusiastic to talk with you and I'm a good floor manager but do I feel lighted up walking around the castle definitely not as much as I am you know doing this so I I think that's what you say if it sparks joy and if it really lights you up and makes you you know feel fills you up from the inside out instead of from the outside in then um that's a great way to prevent burnouts and just live a life in alignment yeah you said that 
very beautifully. Yep. Cool. I cannot agree more. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> so how can we manage our energy properly? Because that's an important one around mm-hmm. preventing burnout. I, I for myself feel like sometimes you've just got to go and then experience and notice, okay, so I didn't manage my energy properly. Now I'm going to have to do that differently differently in the future. But how how can we manage manage our energy properly um, within like through mindfulness or do you have any tips for that? Yeah, so actually this managing energy was something very new to me that, uh, you know, something that I started practicing like two years ago. I was always into time management. I've literally Googled so much about time management and incorporated different practices like Pomodoro techniques, you know, calendar management. And I have these bunch of tools like Trello, you know, all these project management tools to really stay organized. But all of those techniques did not really work well for me on a day-to-day basis. Like, because each day is very different. Your energy is very different. So although you have this to-do list that you want to go through and get it done, sometimes your body and your mind, you know, that doesn't allow you to do that. So managing your energy to me really means tuning into your body and aligning the tasks that you have in front of you with your energy. So, for example, there could be certain creative tasks which needs your creative energy. So what times in the day do you feel more creative that you can tap into that creative energy and get into that flow state to, you know, really give your best output? And what times of the day can you do more of these routine tasks like organizing your emails, organizing your home, like, you know, more of these routine things that we just need to get done. Yeah. Um, It's really about, you know, certain time, like understanding, like, you know, where your body is at and feeling that and then tuning into it and uh, aligning your tasks according to that. And I feel for me, like there are certain times of the day when I feel a certain way and I kind of, you know, use that energy to do different tasks. So for me in the morning, as soon as I wake up, it's more of organization and routine tasks. And then from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., it's more of like, you know, the big tasks that I need to get done that day. I focus on that. And my creative time is mostly in the evenings, like after a workout or after a walk, I feel more energized and then I get into that creative zone uh, Mm -hmm. later in the evening but different people it can vary I've been doing a lot of research on that on Ayurveda which is like a ancient um, ancient Indian medicine Mm, yeah isn't it like it's the oldest healthcare system in the world isn't it Kapha, Pitta and Vata what are you I think I feel that you're quite Pitta aren't you yeah, I think so yeah. too. <laughs> the more of Pitta and Vata for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're very like the organized, but you're also the creative. That's really cool. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. Yep. No, no, no problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, you know, that Ayurveda, I've been like doing a lot of research in that. And it's a holistic science. Like you said, you know, it is, um, it talks about how you can be in alignment with your mind, body and soul. So according to Ayurveda, based on this uh, Vata, Pitta and Kapha, you know, there are a few timings in the days that you can align with nature and organize your tasks accordingly. So in the morning, it's actually, you know, early in the morning, it's more of a Kapha time where you can, uh, you know, do more of organization. And then from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is more like Pitta time where you get, you know, the big tasks done. And then from, uh, I think, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. is the Vata time where you can really, you know, do more of the creative tasks 
but we are more like you know in a modern way of living so people might have different responsibilities when they have family and kids and you know you need to work around that but ultimately just i think your body has so much information and it keeps giving you these cues and signals but we kind of you know ignore that and uh, get obsessed over our to-do list and just want to crunch through it and get it done but rather you know taking a step back and uh really tapping into your creative energy and getting into that flow zone can actually help you get more things done in less time and that is something i really want to get better at and it's definitely a work in progress for me as well because i have some flow state experiences but i want more of those experiences because uh, yeah i really want to tune into that creative energy and um you know want to create more things at a very less time but also feel that i'm laser focused and um yeah basically like laser focused without any distraction that i almost lose track of time when i'm creating these things so that is the state that i want to experience more of Mm, yeah definitely the state of flow and it's so true mm-hmm. that we always focus on like finishing our list but I mean if, yeah. if you see how out of flow that can be sometimes it's crazy mm-hmm. so really feeling like you know what's right for you in um, that moment and um, something that I also thought might be a good one to mention is sleep because um for me my 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 healthcare routine especially around managing my energy has changed massively since i've discovered what my sleeping pattern is so for me for example i wake up at around it depends on if it's winter or summertime now it's winter time i wake up at about like quarter to 7 in the summer i wake up at about quarter to 8 in the morning and if if i don't have to go to work otherwise i have to set an alarm Um, And then in the evenings, I'll fall asleep Um, in the summer, I'll fall asleep like an hour later, like around 10 ish. And then in the winter, I'll fall asleep at like nine. And I'm not a morning person. I'm also not an evening person. I'm more of like a day person, if you know. (laughs) For example, Ross, my boyfriend, he's very much an evening person. He literally starts to wake up at six in the evening and he's at his most productive and creative um, from eight onwards until like midnight so um that for me was a massive change in how can i manage my energy by really making sure that the evenings are as early as possible and the uh, that i just get up get up in the mornings and just go exercise when you know when i'm awake and the rest of work of the world isn't yet and just do my stuff during the day and not on yeah not on times that don't feel right for me yeah that's a great point actually i love it yeah sleep is super super important and also having i think certain rituals that you can do in the mornings and in the evenings and people feel like rituals can be boring like how can i do the same thing every day but you can really you know mix it up but having a certain routine really helps your body and your mind to stay organized and then that in turn energizes you So like you said, you know, waking up at a certain, like going to sleep at a certain time every day, waking up at a certain time every day, and then having a morning ritual where you, you know, kind of start your morning with more of a calming and energizing routine. And then as well, like after your work hours, like ending your day with a more relaxed routine can really give you more energy to focus on other things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. Um, You also talk about food in on your instagram a lot um can you because do you base that on are you a fader or is that 
um, based on other systems like your own experience or can you explain a bit more about that? Yeah, so I've learned a lot about like holistic nutrition by myself. I didn't get any certifications and stuff because I wasn't very drawn towards nutrition counseling. So I didn't go that route. But certainly I have met with a lot of uh, doctors and coaches to work on myself. So through that, I've learned a lot about my body and food in general. And then in the last six months, I've learned, uh, you know, I'm spending a lot of time to learn about Ayurveda. So, um, yeah, like I think food, right, like the biggest thing that I have learned is not to tag food as good or bad or healthy and unhealthy, but yeah, like really understanding what works for you, because I have tapped into different trends, like, you know, celery juice and various other food trends like that, which hasn't really worked well for my body. It caused a lot of heat in my body, which ultimately made me constipated. So but those foods were actually pretty healthy foods that, you know, people are recommended to eat very often, like oats and quinoa, like I was eating more of them, that it made my body dry up. And, you know, like made me feel constipated and all that. So certain foods like quinoa, for example, can be a superfood. But if you eat too much of that, it can dry you up. So really understanding about the quality of every food, like is it and what is the nature of every food and what are the ingredients that you use to cook and how much of it are you having? So bringing all this consciousness into all of these things will help you understand your body well and uh, eat foods that are right for your body at the right time there are certain foods that you have to have more of in the summer and less of in the winter so this has been like you know a growing journey for me as well beautiful beautiful do you know uh, Sahara Rose Kitabi. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I love, love it. it. I have both books here. I have <laughs> no, I don't have the Dharma book. I kind of lost track of her at a certain point, mm-hmm. but I've got her um um Ayurveda for dummies and I also yeah, have the her, Idiot's Guide. Yeah, yeah, Idiot's Guide. That was it. Yeah, Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda and um her Eat Feel Fresh. And mm-hmm. that they are both so helpful, but especially the eat full fresh, you know, it has like all the foods and then which properties it has. And every recipe has like, for example, for pitta, I, I, um, I'm kapha pitta and pitta can definitely be out of balance within me around acne and stuff. So it, mm-hmm. it, it would always say, you know, if you're a vata, please replace this ingredient for this. And then if you're a pitta, you know, that's really, really great. Um, and, what I love about the system of Ayurveda is that we can really define ourselves in a way and heal ourselves by knowing what's going on within our body. Exactly. Yep. Because for me, like I was always, you know, uh, having more of a, I, I wasn't ever like a very lean person. And I always wanted to become a certain weight to accept myself fully. Oh. But when I understood Ayurveda, I understood, okay, this is my body type. Like this is actually a body type and you cannot really change your body type a certain way and weigh, weigh a certain amount in order to, you know, feel good about yourself. So it gave me more understanding of who I am and what the qualities and accept myself more Mm, exactly Uh, I'm still having a hard time with that but (laughs) 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 definitely definitely very true and what I loved that you said at the beginning is that you you know you think that some 
foods are better for you than others and um we can be so strict with ourselves around food um at the moment i'm healing from an eating disorder so food is really can be a battle in my mind and then even you know pe- like a piece of banana bread could be like me saying no that's unhealthy or too many calories blah 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 but i should really look at what's good for my body and what feels intuitively good for my body at this moment for me to eat instead of thinking um is that healthy or not and i mean you know you shouldn't eat junk food every day but um it's it's better to intuitively feel at that moment what feels good instead of trying to rationally say yeah this is healthy for me you know what i mean yep yep yeah and always i take some time to um feel like how the food I, that i ate makes me feel after i eat so mm-hmm. i take like you know like the next 5 to 15 minutes after i eat to really tune into my body and see how the food i ate makes me feel like is it making me feel like lethargic gassy or is it making me feel lighter and energetic and that really gives me the answer about what foods i can eat more of That's beautiful. That's you're so present and talking about being present, <laughs> you you incorporate mindfulness within your life of course. Um can you explain how mindfulness can impact our lives because I my life changed because of mindfulness. I did a study in like life philosophy there's no good translation into English but um and I had to do a minor related to my study and I chose to do mindful communications and I had the whole MBSR training and um it literally my stress levels really went down like for at least 60%. Can you explain um how it can impact our lives and how it impacted your life? Yeah, I was actually reading a study like, you know, based on what you were saying right now, like the Harvard study that took like few people who have never practiced mindfulness and then within 8 weeks they did their brain study and saw like significant changes in their uh stress and anxiety levels and also they saw that their empathy self awareness and relationship building and all of that has like really gone up so mindfulness when you start practicing it it doesn't have impact only on your stress or anxiety like most people think that you know it's one of the way to reduce stress but it's much much more than that it impacts like all the different areas of your life so for example at work right the the time you start understanding more about your skills and your passion you start to show up to work more confidently and you do your best work you try to get projects and do work that aligns with your skills and who you are mm-hmm. and then you start attracting those kind of people to your team as well like you show up more authentically Yeah. and also the way you talk really changes like the words that you use you become more mindful of it and your communication becomes really better and say from a finance standpoint right you really understand that uh who you are what you are worthy of and you're able to really step up and ask for what you're worthy of if that is you know bonus or a pay raise or a different role you're able to really ask for it more confidently because now you don't have this feeling of i'm not enough mm-hmm. but you really understand like what you're worthy of and then take health like all the things that we were talking about right now right like mindful eating and body awareness really understanding more about your body falling in love with your body um and in turn becoming more healthy and fit and energetic so that is the impact that it can have on your health 
So overall, like if you take like all these different aspects like work, finance, wealth, health, all these different things, like, you know, there is a huge impact by practicing mindfulness and you uh, embark on this journey of becoming more conscious and then truly experiencing life in the present. We have like, I think, 60,000 thoughts every day. I saw this somewhere the other day and I was like, oh my God, 60,000 thoughts. And then more than 50% of it is about the past and the future. So, but the present, as we all know, is actually the truth, right? We are only able to experience life and all the emotions and the senses only in the present. So really tuning into that present moment and giving your best is actually the essence of experiencing life. Yeah, that's completely true. And it makes sense that we live in the future or the past with our brains because that's our reptile brain, isn't it? To make sure that we're safe, mm-hmm. but we're, we're not really, really in danger anymore. I mean, in some countries, yes, you can like walk across a lion, but <laughs> not over here in the Netherlands. <laughs> I don't know what it's like in Seattle, but definitely not over here. And we just keep stressing about things that we're, that are really not necessarily very important in the present moment. And that could be hard because if you feel like, for example, there's a situation at work and you feel judged or you feel like maybe people aren't liking you very much at the moment because of a situation, um, One of the things that one of my teachers said during the mindfulness course is, can you do something about it right now? If the answer is yes, then go and do something about it. If you cannot do something about it right now, then just let it go. And that's, that's hard, of course, but the key is to live in the present moment and be confident within yourself that the way you dealt with it is the, was the best of the best of your ability. And that Mm -hmm. it's just, it's the perfect way that it should have gone, um, do you recognize yeah, that? Yeah, I love that flowchart thing. Like, yeah, I also have that flowchart in my mind. And I've also, yeah, seen that in few uh, courses as well. Like, can you do something about it? Yes, then go and do it. No, then let it go and surrender to the universe or to God or whatever, like life, whatever that means to you. But you certainly have to understand that you cannot do anything about it. So why worry about it? Yeah, yeah definitely trust trust I think is a key word in this one trust that it will it will end up in the right place and even if it might not be the place that you expect expected it to be it will it will never be the same situation I mean a day later you can already look at it differently so you know don't worry too much (laughs) basically don't worry be happy um I have four short questions for you um so get ready you can you can answer (laughs) long answers that's not a problem okay (laughs) Um, which subjects should be mandatory at schools all over the world and then like burnout prevention purposeful living mindfulness is already in the curriculum okay so that's already like (laughs) what else okay okay um yep that should definitely be there for sure so outside of that i think nutrition because um yeah i feel like everyone needs to really understand more about the food the nutrients um, the ingredients and you know get more awareness into that and build a healthy relationship with food Um, so definitely nutrition and more holistic science like probably Ayurveda if possible (laughs) yeah definitely we see nutrition and health very much as like not really holistically like as a society yet as much Mm -hmm. as we should 
um mm-hmm. nutrition is definitely a part of it so that's a great subject to give in school but also um it's also your m- mental health and everything around that so that's really yeah. very important yeah yeah definitely in a more holistic way and i think for most people their journey of health starts with food or with more physical fitness you know because that is more easy to relate to and understand for a lot of people and then they build awareness into mental health and you know transform their journey so beautiful yeah, yeah definitely um which book should everybody read this is a tough one i read a lot of books um I think the untethered soul by oh, Michael A Singer. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That book completely changed my perspective about life uh because I was truly able to understand that I am not my body, I am not my thoughts. I am an observer of my thoughts and that was a very powerful perspective oh. to live life, you know, because we certainly associate ourselves with our thoughts and that is the main reason for all the stress and the emotions that we feel. But when we really understand that we are just an observer of our thoughts, um I think yeah, this is a really powerful concept for me. it's a huge concept i was looking at um an instagram post of someone i follow she's an influencer about body image and um she mm-hmm. shares like body image things tips for women and um there's this thing around women judging one another and um there mm-hmm. was this really powerful post that she said in which it said um I very often when I see a woman or whatever situation comes up but let's keep it um women judging one another so whenever when I see a woman I would think um why is she wearing those jeans they don't really fit her for example that could be the thought and mm-hmm. then um that is the thought that society or your childhood has taught you to think and then if you then can like observe it from that consciousness point of view and think no that's actually not how i feel about it then that's what makes you an enlightened conscious person because with that consciousness you can decide to go a different route than the thought that was actually um instilled within you when you were a child yeah yeah i love this love this yeah thank you for sharing this um for sure i think like we cannot really get rid of our thoughts Uh, or cannot get rid of our judgments like it's very hard to get to that state but what we can certainly do is like you said build that awareness and consciousness that this is what i'm feeling or these are my thoughts how can i reprogram my mind yeah. how can i unlearn these limiting beliefs and reprogram my mindset so that is something we can definitely do and yeah totally yeah. agree with you yeah thank you for summarizing that and i also think that um within that reprogramming um it's important to accept that we are going to judge because we are humans mm-hmm. so that's exactly right. so just be okay with that and then reprogram what you actually want to think and mm-hmm. you know, yeah just let it happen um which show film or documentary should everybody watch Yeah I'm not huge on Netflix shows or movies in general but I love watching documentaries once in a while so two documentaries that I love is Secret and Heal H E A L yeah I think they took that off from I think Heal is on YouTube right now Yeah they did take that off Netflix yeah, yeah. documentary yep. yeah they are both huge um 
They are both absolutely huge. At the moment, I'm working with a, a massage therapist and heal is all about energetically healing your body. And um, it's crazy what's coming out of those sessions. What my body has held on to for the last 26 mm -hmm. years is absolutely crazy. And sometimes not even 26 years, you know, stuff comes up and it's just emotions that have been like stored within my body. And I, th I find heal such a powerful documentary of the power of our minds over our bodies. Oh, exactly. it's just, oh yeah yeah it's incredible to understand how our body and mind is so interconnected you know oh. we cannot see that as two different entities no. but what we feel like our thoughts has an uh, impact on what we feel and what we feel has an impact on our behaviors and emotions so like how everything is so interconnected is just you know incredible and fascinating like how is our body you know so complex our mind and everything is like so complex but yeah it's just incredible understanding the science of mind body interconnection 100% love that yeah definitely those are two and, and the secret I can't of course everyone should watch the secret I mean if you don't know what the law of attraction is by now people go watch the secret <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay and what's your tip for living a life in love very interesting question um I feel that um, for me personally, when I developed that compassion to love other people beyond my family and my friends and really start giving and using my skills as a way to be of service to others, that helped me see world in a different perspective and also love myself more. Um, and yeah, I think that is kind of, I feel the ultimate purpose of being here as well. Like, you know, recognizing how interconnected we all are and loving each other and being kind to each other um, and really building compassion as a skill. So actually in this book of joy written by Dalai Lama, he talks, he says that compassion is a skill that you need to develop in your life. And the ultimate goal of being here is actually becoming a compassionate human being. And I really love that idea that you need not look some people think I am not a compassionate kind of person. But when you think like you can become one, it's really a powerful um, thought. So yeah, I think like uh, to answer your question, how to live a life of love is really becoming a compassionate person. Beautiful. And being of service was one of the things I heard you say too. Mm -hmm. That's massive. Yep. Yep. That's absolutely massive. And when you learn to be compassionate to others, I think in turn, you learn to be compassionate with yourself as well. And self-compassion is also, you know, very, very important. So Yeah. Very often people say, or there's this expression that says, how can you love someone else if you don't even love yourself? But I think that very often if we share love to someone else, with someone else, and also compassion, that they can show us why they love us and why they are compassionate towards us. And that mm -hmm. can also in return teach us how to be compassionate and love loving towards mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's also science behind all of this. Like I always like to read upon science as well. And I forgot like the hormone names and stuff, but I think like um, there are, 
yeah i forgot the name of the hormone but basically when a mom you know is in a period where she's breastfeeding the kid like certain hormones releases right so when you are compassionate to people the same hormone releases actually so a lot of scientific studies also show that you feel maximum happy and fulfilled when you are compassionate to people yeah i 100% believe that yeah I believe that I, I very often see around, I really try to be compassionate towards others and I still sometimes see people not do that towards me. And then mm. I feel like how hard must life be for you mm. if you're not living within that compassion? I can't even think mm. how you could live your life that way. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it really reprograms your brain. Difference between kindness and compassion. I think kindness might be like you know, it could be sometimes like oh, I expect this person to return my kindness, but compassion I think is more of an elevated feeling where you don't even like expect anything in return, yep. but you just recognize this oneness and inclusion, uh, inclusivity. But it's very hard. Like that. That is why I said like you know, um, what Dalai Lama teaches. Like you, you learn to become that person through your life's journey. so i'm not saying like wow i am the i am a very compassionate person but i want to become the most compassionate person possible so i love yeah. that beautiful that's a great way to end this uh, podcast episode thank you so much bavi i i loved this interview you are full of wisdom and you you're just like on fire keep on going <laughs> i loved it um, i had a how- good time talking to you as well and learning more about your journey and experiences and yeah this is so amazing thank you thank very much you. thank you too um how can people work with you and where can they find you Yeah so I'm very active on Instagram my Instagram handle is gromance with pavi and my website is gromancelife.com where I have like my offerings and products um and if you go to my Instagram I have a link tree where you can look up you know different free resources I also had a podcast which I paused early this year but there are still some episodes there so yeah if you go to my link tree on Instagram there are a lot of resources and ways to contact me yeah yeah it's full of stuff I looked at it a second ago and it's just <laughs> yeah you, you really share a lot of your gifts which is amazing so thank you so much for doing this in this world and thank you for being a guest on the podcast I loved uh, loved having you so yep. thank you so thank much you. and um have a great evening yeah you too thanks well isn't she just an angel she's an angel I could just like see her flying around with angel wings and trying to make the world like an amazing perfect place. So if you want to work with Pavi you can do that. So go and check out the links in the show notes. Um you can also definitely follow her on Instagram. She is very active over there and what I absolutely love about what she does there is that she just shares who she is and what she does. So it's not, you know, it some people it's just also curated and for her it's of course everyone curates a bit on Instagram but it's also very pure and very aligned with what she is teaching other people. So go and check her out. I think you'll find that her Instagram is so packed full of value and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. So thank you so much for being here. Please follow me on Instagram if you are not doing that yet and I cannot wait to see you there. You can always slip me a DM or send me an email if you want to connect and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye.